Is this okay? Am I audible enough? When we look at the scope, width, depths, heights, profundities of this wonderful journey called the Integral Yoga, above all the goal, it seems near impossible for any human being to undertake this journey. But if we look at the method, then it seems the easiest easiest form of yoga that has ever appeared upon earth. In fact, every time the divine comes on earth and gives us a yoga, he wants to make things simpler and easier, not more and more complicated. There is no mind creates complications. So we see at least in the lineage of the avatars, if you have to follow the way of Rama, not easy. My parents had a Vanvasi Ram in their house and everybody used to say, you know, he went to forest for 14 years, fought all the Rakshasas, not easy to follow the way of Rama. Shiva, ascetic par excellence, Krishna, Guru Shetra. Even to dance is not easy with Krishna to keep his steps. We'll go off step at the very first step. And now Sherbindo comes with even more stupendous goal. Not just a sattvic change of human nature, not some saintliness, not even moksha, not even jivan mukti, which is what Sri Krishna gives to us, but a complete and radical transformation of human nature, divinization of this clay. Sir, what is the method? That's what Niroda asked him. Give us the central secret of your yoga. We don't have time to read the synthesis of yoga and big books. Give us one method. Even mother was asked, give us one method. Very identical thing. When Shurabhita was asked, what is the secret of your yoga? So Shurabhita said something very simple, interesting. He said, to remain psychically open to the mother. In fact, he said, there are two secrets of the yoga. First is to remain, the central secret, the first secret is to remain psychically open to the mother. He left the letter at that. So Niruddha asked him, what is the second secret? He didn't, as if it's not necessary. He said, uh, second secret is to aspire for the divine life. Because one can remain open to the mother just to look after children, look after family and everything. Nothing wrong in praying to the mother for that. But to aspire for the divine life because uh, the fact is, why Shurabinda is insisting on aspire for the divine life? Why is he not just saying that whatever you ask, you will get all these boons? Well, we will get that. But he wants to give us a permanent solution for a perennial problem. So when we are children, we are told if you have this, your problem will be sorted out. Uh, you will get a job, study, you will be very fine. We, we study, we get a job. Then we are told if you get married. So no child ever asks his parents, Sir, are your problems sorted out after getting married? Otherwise we will get the, you know, <laughs> Sir, oh, it's all, you have to get married. So you get married, then you have children. Now my problems will be sorted out. 
especially when children go abroad and then you realize that this we didn't even know what is the problem of life <laughs> problem of life is that we are a plaything of millions of forces there is a whole occult commerce going on all the time in this creation and we are just like patram vessels through which forces come move they move us in the process and then they go to their own it's like we have become a scene for the entertainment of forces which move us from behind like we watch the television show they watch us they move us we get angry we fight quarrel after some time we are exhausted so these forces say that oh now no fun they will go to another home another place they will trigger after some time they'll come back to our home so like that it keeps on going on it's important to understand it because when shrivinder says open to the mother there can be a question very valid question after all everything is mother this is the great teaching everything is divine at its this is the highest truth misapplication of highest truth humanity has suffered much more due to misapplication of truths so all is the divine is the highest truth isn't it that behind everything it is the divine mother there is only one power in this cosmos the divine mother all other powers are subordinate secondary so why are we asked to open to the divine mother is it not stating something which is obvious so shrivindra explains this beautifully it's true that there is only one divine and in all creation there is nothing else but him all here that seems to be its lonely self are figures of the soul transcendent one there are two who are one and play in many worlds in knowledge and ignorance they have spoken and met the ishwara and shakti here as purusha and prakriti that this the whole play is about that so then what is this about opening to the divine mother it's the same thing that in this play this play is on two stages one stage is what we can call as the shadow play the real game has not begun you know cricketers before they go for the test match they do practice sessions now this thus far what we have been doing or have been made to do is the practice session this is to develop in us certain elements certain capacities certain qualities attitude so that we can go for the real play that real play has begun now that real play was always intended to be like this as shubindu there is a very beautiful poem called cosmic dance and there he says that you know always we hear kali's feet krishna and kali are dancing Radha is in Vrindavan sitting quietly world is not yet ready for that dance of Radha and Krishna the dance of rhythm beauty grace the world should be like that everything should be beautiful there should be no discordant notes but till now we are like the musician when they do a you know expert musicians they do the alap and if you we don't have patience then we will see alap is going on two hours and people will ask is this all when will the music begin <laughs> so what will 
the experts tell us, wait. It is only the tuning of the instrument. The real music will begin now. And when the real music begins, heads and hearts and bodies, everything are dancing in ecstasy. So thus far it's a preparation. All the difficulties, challenges of life, problems for which solution we are looking are really speaking preparations. For the real, not even solution, we can't even use the word solution because we didn't understand that this life is not a problem but a becoming, great unfolding of the divine. And the only solution is, if we want to put it like that, is to go beyond the level at which the challenge is taking place. In the sense, when we are having the fight, then if you get engaged into the fight, it blows up more and more. So first is to discover that poise where we can be at peace, where we can be in a state of joy, where we can be in a position of strength, regardless of anything. So in this world, there are two levels at which we play the game. One is where there is the movement of what is called as the lower nature. Lower nature is by its nature. It creates divisions between people, between everything. Our whole, when we look at things on the surface, everything seems different, 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 different. So it's the play of the lower nature. Division creates the sense of me and not me and then there is a fight, quarrel, all things. Then the ego comes in, crystallizes around what I know as myself. People fight till the end for what they call as myself. And in the end we know the fate. This is one kind of play. And if we keep on playing this game, it will keep on bringing suffering and pain which is a grace because it reminds us that this is a limited play this is not the best play it is not the perfect play because if we keep on playing here pain is the grace hammer of the gods to remind us look here this is not the perfect way to play learn the right way but behind this lower nature there is a great deep wisdom a profound Vastness, intelligence, beyond what any intelligence can compare. Behind all this strength and weakness, there is the supreme strength, the ultimate power, absolute power, the peace that can remain undisturbed in the battlefield of Kurukshetra. Peace in the storm, calm, supernal rest, Supreme state of blessedness. Call it whatever. Words fall short. And it is behind. Hidden by the veils of this lower nature. We think it is real. But there is a greater reality. Which we are called to ascend. That's how Kena Upanishad puts it. Kena Upanishad says that reality takes place at three levels. One is this surface reality. And it says this is, don't get too much engaged with it because this is, uh, this will falsify our perceptions, vision, understanding, everything. And what is this play? Mind and senses. All the time, impact of the senses, mind, desires, moving us, ego play. Ascend beyond it. There is a greater play awaiting our discovery. So that's Kinupanishad, wonderful, but not to go into that. 
सो दैट ग्रेटर प्ले दैट ग्रेटर पावर दैट ग्रेटर पॉसिबिलिटी डिवाइन पॉसिबिलिटी हाउ टू एक्टिवेट इट इन अवर लाइफ हाउ टू टच दैट पॉसिबिलिटी बिकॉज ऑल अराउंड इज शेडो वी मे नॉट रियलाइज इट बिकॉज इट लुक्स वेरी वंडरफुल वेल इफ यू हैव यू नो टेन थाउजेंड मिलियन लाइट स्टार्स एट नाइट विथ द मून एंड ऑल द लाइट्स इन होम इट डजेंट कंपेयर टू अ सिंगल सन when the sun rises is no comparison so this surface life of man may be full of all kinds of glitters and glamour but this is not the real thing the real thing waits for us and the mother stands for that higher possibility this too is mother but the divine mother in veiled form like in indian mythology we have gauri and kali kali is gauri who plunges into darkness all the asuras and rakshasas she plunges into that but above on the peaks is gauri the resplendent divine mother so it is her whom we have to come in touch with then only our nature can undergo the needed change but how to touch her very difficult so many layers so many deceptions in this cosmic play if we get caught we will not even know what is really right what is wrong even a great yogi like arjuna was confused what should i do what should i not do and shri krishna tells him one by one he says keshava you are confusing me <laughs> tell me clearly <laughs> on one side you are saying Uh, you know tyag is better and sanyas is good now you are asking me to fight the war on one side you are telling me jnana is very good now you are asking me to do ghor karma what are you trying to say so he says first you get the right understanding right knowledge right strength then act in this world we have to be in the world and act in the world but first we must have the vision see very often when we hear this mighty phrase of shirbindo all life is yoga so we think automatically whatever we do is yoga whatever we do is a subconscious yoga when we do it subconsciously mechanically unconsciously when we do it consciously then it becomes yoga how to touch the mighty mother stark awake we cannot even imagine who she is what that splendor of splendors is shubindo describes in savitri the whole world lives in a single ray of her sun even the sages and saints cannot comprehend her because still the human limits the divine it's difficult even sages and saints cannot behold understand her ways that's why they say leela cannot understand we try to have theories bad karma good karma but in the end you say leela because you cannot understand what is happening one cannot comprehend a thousand icons they have made of her but she remains herself and infinite human mind cannot grasp so what is the solution the solution is what we see in the not the conception or idea but the truth of avatar the divine becomes human it's difficult for human to become divine so divine becomes human is human portion we must grow divine 
our life is a paradox with god for key now the whole saga of mother and shurabindo can be understood best understood as the divine become human and when the divine becomes human assumes a human body a human cloak three things happen one because he takes the same body like ours there is a direct action on matter and because all matter is one in the you know science will tell us it's one substance if it touches within his body it touches every other body in some way or the other when the mother was going through this physical transformation difficulty even to comprehend and the disciple asked the mother mother it's so difficult you are going through so much pain battle with the inconscient how are we supposed to do it we don't even understand what is cells i mean we have read in biology mother says but my child who is asking you to do it who is asking you to do it mother then what should we do she says you open to me the yoga will be done for you mother's words they are not sentiments she knows the difficulty second thing she says very interesting when the disciple insists give us one method everybody asks wherever we go what is the method of this yoga they ask some asanas you tell us so we say only there is one asana we know and that asana is pad shirsh asana never heard of it no <laughs> pad shirsh asana is pad is the divine mother's feet shirsh is our shirsh our head when we put our head on our feet this is the only asana teaches one pranayam method the one pranayam is what the gopi is told when udhav comes and tells them this is not the way to worship krishna like mad people you people are mad you know he is par brahma so they ask what should we do do pranayam so the gopis tell him something very interesting they say okay but we have one prana we have given it to krishna where do we get prana to do pranayam what is pranayam it is restraining the gati of prana through a mechanical method but when we offer this prana all the movements of life to her automatically we are doing the ultimate pranayam that is possible instead of doing it mechanically we are doing it spiritually even when we take her name through the movement of breath it is the highest pranayam that one can ever imagine what about meditation people ask some meditation you please tell her meditation for us means to think of the mother to go within to come in contact with her but outside also to learn to see her behind everything so the disciples still ask mother but one method you must tell us please she says you want a method yes mother so she says our method it is to just do japa just call her name when some people went to shurbindo and asked what is the mantra in this yoga every where you have initiation so shurbindo says initiation means here opening to the mother that is initiation if you can open you are initiated sir how do we make out that there are somebody is doing purna yoga or not doing purna yoga 
Just now Shiv Kumar Ji was asking, are people in ashram different? No, sir. People are people. <laughs> wherever they are. But wherever there is somebody open to the mother, that place is ashram. This, these are not my words. 1958. Mother's words. For reference, I can tell you. She said, after the supramental manifestation, wherever there is a devotee, a disciple connected to Shurabindo's teaching, they have become a single unit. So the ashram is no more in a geographical boundary. These are her words. This does not mean we don't go to Samadhi. This is a great joy and Shurabindo. Why don't why won't we go? But we must understand the difference. The yoga is not confined to the ashram. Let me go one step further. One may go to ashram and not do the yoga. One may stay far and do the yoga. What is needed? What is the secret? How do we know? Because if you go to ashram, you will not find anybody wearing a particular dress, talking in a certain way. Nothing. You can't even know who is doing the yoga or not doing the yoga. So, Sri says one sentence. All who are turned to the mother are doing this yoga. Again, Shurabindo's words. All who are turned to the mother are doing this yoga. How to turn to the mother? Now the secret is, divine has become human. He is working on matter. Even if not a single person recognizes, still she will do the work on matter and leave matter vibrating with the touch of the divine. All this mother has revealed in her conversations and that's a different subject altogether. The work of the divine avatar. Even if there was no devotee, nobody knew. Still by the fact that divine will take a human body, human body has received the touch. All who will come henceforth, they will find their bodies being upgraded. This is a different part of the story altogether. But this is something which we can do consciously. That's why we see many persons now today, I don't know, my experience with children and all this is that something is happening which is really unprecedented. We may not understand it, but it is like a new something emerging out of the old, very difficult to understand by the human mind. But this is happening all over, within us, around us, all over the world. Every event seems to be converging towards one, exposing all our falsehoods, international dealings of falsehoods, national falsehoods, individual falsehoods, at the same time, action of truth. Opening us to something greater. Now that's again a vast area. But just what we can do consciously. Divine has touched and he will do. What we can do? Is there something we can do? Yes, we can turn to the mother. It's a wonderful word. Turn to the mother. And just thinking about it makes it so wonderful. So there is this, the image that comes to me is there is this little patram. And... It is raining, pouring. And the patram puts itself like this. After half an hour it says, No, nothing came inside. Sir, you have to turn it up. Anybody will tell. You are turning it the wrong way. So our consciousness may be turned towards lower nature and desires and its pursuits. Sri Ramakrishna used to say something very interesting. There are people like vultures who are flying but their eyes are on that piece of meat down below. 
So turn to the mother, it implies we have to turn away from these lower, lesser satisfactions in which we are entangled, which we think ultimate and everything, till pain, the great teacher and grace comes to remind us, no, no, no. <laughs> and turn it towards her. So first it means keep the vessel towards her. How do we turn towards her? Instead of thinking of all the desires that are going to satisfy, think of mother. Instead of thinking, oh, my child, my husband, my wife, my so-and-so, all, all of that. Think only of mother. So, mind turns towards mother. Instead of our hearts getting entangled with 101 strings, you know the Upanishad says, our heart is tied with hundred strings with the world. So when there is this death taking place, there is pain. Why? Because hundred. We multiply it to thousand. Hundred is the original. <laughs> and so they have to be cut asunder. It's a very painful thing. And when mother was asked then, how then we can have a pain-free death? Say, by detachment. Because these strings, when there is this pull, there is pain. If you are detached... And go one step further, attached to the mother. Instead of being attached to hundred things. It doesn't mean that we will start shunning people, not meet them. No. We will be with everybody. In fact, we will meet with them in a better way. Because attachment brings a very false relation with the world. It brings in expectation. Which sooner or later is going to be hurt. It is one of those axiomatic truths. Attachment will bring expectations. Expectations will bring pain. It can be written and in golden letters and inscribed. Of course, we'll say, no, 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 this attachment will not bring me pain. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait for some time. <laughs> but attachment to the divine will turn all our expectation towards the divine. Who alone can fulfill all that we are expecting from people. The mother gives a beautiful formula of human love. She says, for all your expectations of love, turn toward the mother, receive from her. Then what do we do with what we have received? Give it to the world selflessly without expectation. Often people say love without expectation. It is not possible till one has opened to the divine. Then we are receiving. Then we don't it doesn't matter. <laughs> we will keep on giving, radiating. Because we are receiving from the source. So when our heart, its feelings, turn towards the Divine Mother. I was so um, immersed when Didi was singing the song. And for a moment she was so much filled with bhava that the words, that is the state. It's not about a technique, but to be so whelmed with love, bhakti, what does it matter? The divine knows the words he will put in. <laughs> he is not a slave of words. He knows the bhava inside and he takes rasa. At one place, Sri says, there is nothing denied to the God lover. Because he is the very self of the beloved. Very often people say, oh, this looks very nice, but we have real life. Excuse me, that's a real life. Everything that we need will be taken care of. 
and what is taken away know it that it was harmful <laughs> poison with that trust be open to the divine not with you know how do we close the pathram when we become narrow you see there are vessels which are very narrow they're big vessels but very narrow opening you seen those vessels <laughs> now when you have a very narrow opening vessel is very big but the opening is very narrow so very difficult to fill it so opening should be wide what is meant by narrow opening every time we shut ourselves in the ego working mode what is the ego working mode oh why you didn't do this complaining grumbling have you seen how ego or very pleasure and pain and all the time complaining relating to the divine but with a complaining mode there are some people who are always complaining and grumbling mother says when you complain and grumble adverse forces come so they start making the opening smaller and smaller and at one time they cover it up so even though there is an opening it is covered up instead what we should do we should surrender and have faith and surrender is the most logical thing and the most natural thing why logical if the divine wisdom cannot guide us then who will guide us my little wisdom it is foolish so surrender implies that i trust you completely take my life in your hands do with it what you want to do with it and this should be a sincere resolve things will happen which may not be to our liking endure with faith i have given it to her she knows what is best surrender means this why it is the most natural thing from womb to tomb there is nothing else but surrender a baby in the womb has unconsciously surrendered if it starts thinking my god what is my state how i will form what will mother nature say you don't worry <laughs> you enjoy i will do it for you when the baby comes out doesn't isn't the first act of a child the act of surrender in the hands of mother child doesn't know what's happening and it cries but for every cry of the child the mother knows what this cry means this cry is because the baby needs cleaning this cry is because of hunger this cry is because of temperature mother knows fathers don't sorry but <laughs> i am a father mothers know what it means father will give logic analysis maybe this may mother says you don't you just stay i know what is to be done <laughs> so the divine mother knows every cry and she will give us what is really needed have you seen babies sometimes are crying getting cranky and they say i want this i want that mothers know basically the child is hungry and after eating the child becomes quiet <laughs> hasn't it common experience but baby doesn't understand baby thinks if i get this i'll be happy because of this i am unhappy but all that the baby needs is that is hungry hungry for food no hungry for mother's love that's why no human love can ever satisfy because we are hungry for mother's love so when we are surrendered then this opening becomes wide and wide 
First surrender is central surrender that my life is yours, my destiny is yours. It is the easiest thing to do. And with the child, you see at every step, even today, for example, we all knew that 6 o'clock we are meeting, everything was fixed. How did we know it? We have faith, it will happen, unconsciously. So whole life will live by that. The difference is, and that I will tell as a small little story, during a Mumbai lecture, somebody, some child told his father, Dad, please come and see now in every home you have some Nachiketa. <laughs> Dad, please come and attend. You know, nice lecture. Big man, some political connections. So first day, second day, third day, fourth day he didn't come. Fifth day he came because child is pestering. So apologetically he tells the speaker, you know my child was appreciating so much. He wanted me to come but you know, um, yesterday I had this meeting Day before this, third day I had to take uh, my wife somewhere, fourth day something. But you were talking about surrender. Then he asked the speaker. But sir, what is surrender? I don't understand. So the speaker says, all four days you surrendered. But to different people. Sometimes to your desires, sometimes to your (laughs) near and dear one's desires. Did you ever... Feel inside what is your true will. There is a difference between desire and will. So did you know it when you understand surrender? You were surrendering. You are surrendering all the time. There is a very nice um, one-liner of the mother which gave me a solution to some problem. you know, And it summarizes in the sense... Of course, you can't summarize Gita like that. But in a sense, it summarizes. One of the key points of Gita. Doesn't it happen sometimes in life that I want to do something which I think I should do? And then I think, no, no, somebody else want, expects me to do this. And we are caught between the two. And the mother gives a very beautiful remedy. She says, my child, we are not here to please ourselves. Okay, so I should do according to others. My child, we are not here to please others. So, we are here to please the divine. What does the divine want and expect of us? When we do that, we open. This is what is psychically open to the mother. Mentally open, all these other parts also open. But psychically open. Psychic knows. That whatever the Divine Mother will do, that is good. I must obey her will in me, her impulsion. But how to receive her will? How to obey that impulsion? We have to be very, very quiet inside. It's not about outer uh, noise and all. That's not so important. In the beginning it is important perhaps because otherwise we cannot really sit and go inside. But after some time, a zone of peace develops in us. We can ask Mother, first thing, Instead of hundred things, mother gave me your peace. <laughs> she says, in peace and silence, the eternal manifests. Allow nothing to disturb you and the eternal will manifest. What is work for the mother? Manifestation of the divine. We just become channels. How do we become a challenge? When we are undisturbed. In yoga, it is called equanimity. So equanimity and peace. Basis of equanimity is 
divine knows what is best for me maybe for a moment it will touch me outwardly but i should know this this is not the real it's a temporary thing and wait it will pass away many things most things in life will pass away this is the basis of equanimity surface life it may touch it for a momentarily because outer consciousness doesn't easily open to the divine but inwardly one must know that i am secure in mother no power can slay my soul it lives in thee thy presence is my immortality that's our security that is our guarantee and we we'll, when we live life like that it becomes wonderful so our motives should turn towards neither pleasing myself nor others but to please the divine now how to please the divine means we have to try to know what is the divine will wanting in me we are all champaklal ji once you know wonderful thing he asked the mother he says after so many years we all know of course his story after many not years decades he prays to the mother mother so far i have served you according to what i thought is best now i want to serve you according to what you think is best see and that means getting rid of all these mental ideas conceptions opinions even about you know divine the service ramayana we see this you know lakshmana and bharat are two brothers both served drama whose service is greater difficult to say lakshmana stands by his side in the battlefield bharat takes care of the kingdom as a trustee till rama comes back that's why in ramayana one of there are two episodes where rama expresses his love for his brothers one is when lakshmana is hit by shakti and another which is immortalized and very often as a child i used to watch the plays when rama comes and meets bharat it's called bharat mil he is overwhelmed not because he was missing him that is a different story look at his surrender his seva he didn't uh, say i want to go he said i'll stay in the kingdom and serve you so this idea some people ask do i have to be in the ashram to serve the mother we have to see inside where mother wants me to be there i should be she will reach out she knows how to reach out you see this devotee was um british man i forget his original name later mother had named him medhananda the bliss of the mind so this devotee was in a place he was not a devotee huh? he was in a place called tahiti enjoying life in whatever way and um, suddenly one day somebody came a ship came and somebody came and met him and casually handed him over this book the mother left it with him and went away that book changed his life mother reached him wherever he is if we have the call and the sincerity she will come wherever we are it may be here it may be elsewhere it may be in the ashram doesn't matter that is a different arrangement 
that divine knows what is meant but wherever i may be how you want me to be to do it as a service to the lord to the mother it may be the smallest of things cooking see cooking common act and how much pain it causes when the lady puts all her heart into cooking and people are busy eating while watching television don't even say a word or sometimes they say salt was less or more but imagine if she has cooked for the divine mother what is that now it's not cooking it is prasad prasadam and divine mother had it how does it matter human being appreciate doesn't appreciate it is prasadam just imagine the change that takes place when our life is lived as a state of offering to the divine it changes the perspective we may get things we may not get that's different life will always bring things of all kinds to everybody it may bring things which we we felt is good things which may not look pleasant it's okay that's life we must understand no don't start mother is sending me this mother wants me to be pained mother is testing me mother doesn't do any of these things if the divine were to test people and judge them nobody will be able to stand divine doesn't indulge in that kind of game there are cosmic powers that do it but the mother is not a cosmic power she is grace incarnate she comes to cancel it if we take it like there are powers that test us and we are in the examination hall then mother is the not the invigilator and not the tester she is our friend quietly by our side telling us look this is the right answer and still if we don't listen when the paper goes to the cosmic agencies and they judge and they say this fellow cannot pass he comes and says give him grace marks my child so she is the super you know so okay sir if you are saying so nothing is an exaggeration these are facts mother has said the divine grace can completely wipe off karma and then of course the very body what is the usefulness of body except being an instrument of the divine the purpose for which the human body is there to be an instrument of the divine and how it can become an instrument everything when we speak of the mother when the brain thinks of the mother one of the simplest ways to become an instrument of the divine without anybody giving any work is to every day read a passage from savitri and prayers and meditation or any book and write it so how it makes the body an instrument very simple when we read the eyes are involved body brain is involved body nervous system is involved body hands are involved body and we are writing when we read it aloud ears are also involved see how many faculties are involved when we bow down to the mother physically some people say it's not needed all inside inside no sir body must also have the joy of surrender no we know it is inside <laughs> don't teach us that but when we bow down physically the body gets the joy otherwise everything is happening inside that's why we go to the samadhi and bow down of course sri arbindra and the mother are inside us but they are when we bow down outwardly the body feels the joy physical yoga every time the body is involved in the yogic process yogic by yoga is means going near to the divine the body is opening to the divine force 
see in olden times olden times means uh, maybe 40 years back in the ashram when you went there used to be a long queue for darshan now of course there is token system including 24th april so shabindas room will open i am sure everybody knows this and there is a token system so in token system you don't have to wait uh, maybe half an hour maximum one hour but when you had this long queue sometimes 3 hours 4 hours we, we have waited like that i'm sure so on one side this is good you have token system smooth people don't have to wait much they can plan it on the other hand when you are waiting what are you waiting for the darshan of the lord now you see the meter starts <laughs> the body has started participating it goes all the way it walks all the way every step there is a saying in the mahabharata draupadi says every step we take to reach to the lord gives us the result of a hundred ashwamedh yagyas so every time we walk to the lord and we bow down all this is the bodily yagya it is not to be taken as simply a mechanical act we can do it mechanically but we should do it consciously may this entire body surrender to you may every cell every organ and very consciously we can do the hand should not do anything which is you know it should be driven by the impulsion of the divine my mouth should not speak anything which is not in tune with the divine will that's what she says in on education psychic education before you do anything step back and see whether this action this word is going to help in the divine manifestation or harm so all this is part of the bodily yagya and opening the body to the divine so when we lead life like this then everything opens but there is one thing which remains even after it opens the vedic yogas spoke of it madhur and shubindo see it in its own way see a vessel is now fully opened it is turned toward the divine but the divine force is you know super niagara so those who have gone to niagara fall know it's tremendous or any fall it's tremendous put a small little half baked clay pot what will happen probably with the clay pot we will be flown away or it may break so the vessel has to be made ready how does do we make any vessel ready from a you know half baked clay we bake it baking needs fire and this fire is tapasya and this tapasya is about aspiration through aspiration we not only open our body mind heart it starts becoming ready to receive the divine that's why the divine takes long because if we come suddenly it's like a tremendous lightning strike so initially sense a little bit one drop here oh nice experience oh i felt very nice all these little drops trickles through the trickles he prepares us after that trickle drop by drop then the tap opens showers come tap opens then there are cascades and if the body and mind can still contain it then there is the complete 
gangavataran because then one is ready to receive that's why we see in ganga avataran story there are three generations that they do the tapasya so this tapasya is uh, not nothing to do with uh, sitting in a forest with a kamandalu and a <laughs> and a dand that that was okay at, at one point of time because dand is very helpful you know to keep away all the animals but we need one dand we need dand what is it called in tamil this staff which you carry and that staff is the staff of faith always we should sit with the staff of faith and then we need the lamp to keep away animals from coming and that lamp is the light of aspiration and then true meaning of tapasya is shobindo says concentrated energy of spiritual endeavor all the time we are letting our energies go wasted in 100 things to concentrate it turning it towards the spiritual goal spiritual goal is one may meditate and yet have an egoistic goal that is the difference asuras are doing such meditation no after 1000 years what did ravana ask at the end hiranyakashup asked something which prahlad knew prahlad had done no tapasya he only said hari 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 that's it what was the difference somebody would say divine is very unfair look at hiranyakashup and hiranak so much tapasya they did but all for wrong ends all to aggrandize the ego ego is the real thing which closes us if the name of the divine opens us ego closes us desire puts a strong seal and therefore we don't receive the divine grace which is everywhere with everybody around every creature it is there it never leaves anyone but we human beings close our doors through all these net of thoughts opinions viewpoints ideas god knows as if we are the real knowers <laughs> god will say you know everything what is there for me to teach you you know once story of shirbindo when he was sitting in the guest house and um, in pondicherry when he had first come after shankar chetiar and couple of houses he went what is known today is guest house in the playground so there used to be a yogi or a sadhu he used to go all the way from tiruvannamalai to pondicherry circumambulating like this he would get up again so people thought he is mad or sadhu one day he suddenly entered and went running up to shirobindo's you know he was sitting on the table on the chair with a table in front with a cup cup of tea and he went and just put it like this and ran away and shirobindo just smiled he didn't say anything and he says he was inspired by the divine mother to give a key so much he has had received shirobindo was what he has given us is 10% in shirobindo's own words but everything he emptied and then the divine mother arrived so this is how if we are so full of the pride and arrogance of knowledge because we have read newspapers or whatsapp university <laughs> nowadays everybody has a phd in whatsapp university <laughs> where is the scope of the divine knowledge 
Therefore, humility is required to open to the grace. Humility means, okay, I have read all this, I have my views, but I really don't know what is true. That humility opens the doors to the divine knowledge. See, that's what happens to Arjuna. He is also well read. But at the end he says, I don't know what I should do. You teach me. Shishyastiham sadhimam. I give myself to you. I become your disciple. Disciple means I don't know. I may seem to know. People may think I am a great professor. I am a university triple MA, four times PhD from best university in the world. But for the divine it doesn't matter. Who was he? Ramakrishna. Sixth standard. But look at his knowledge. Vidya Sagar would go and bow to him. And Sri Ramakrishna once half laughing said, Oh, the ocean has come to a little stream, Vidya Sagar. Ishwar Chandra Vidya Sagar. He says, you know, however little a stream may be, but when it is filled with the ocean, then it is no more a stream. And Sri Aurobindo says that he, is, he was so full of this intuitive knowledge. Where did it come from? He had not read the scriptures. And yet he was the scripture. Living scripture. So humility opens us to the divine. If we are not humble, then humble means before the divine. Nothing to do with human beings. Oh sir, I am so small. No, that is a show of humility. Divine is not impressed by our shows. But when we stand before the divine like a blank page, like a little baby. Mother, if without you, I can do nothing. I know nothing. I am nothing. But with you, you are the light of my intelligence, the life of my life, the goal, the source, the path, everything. To you, I give myself with completest submission. When we do this, then miracle happens, the supreme miracle. Supreme miracle is not wish fulfillment. Supreme miracle is the fulfillment of the one divine will which wants to divinize us. Beautiful lines from Savitri with which we can close. A prayer, a master act, a king idea. We can pick up our own king idea. Serving the divine. Divinization of clay. It doesn't matter. Survey Bhavantu Sukhina. It's our own king idea. A prayer from the heart. Not a mechanical thing. Master act. Okay, I give myself to the divine. Doesn't matter. A prayer, a master act, a king idea. Can link man's strength to the transcendence force. Then miracle is made the common rule. One lonely thought becomes omnipotent. Then our life undergoes the needed and destined change. Sooner we move towards it, the better it is. So to summarize, instead of right now we are caught in a net of lower forces, which is a game of desires and ego to delay the master plan. So we have to refuse persistently. They will come. They are not going to leave so easily. 
they will come we have to persistently say no to them and say yes to the divine mother who is the hum- divine become human so that she can give us what is needed one last thing not to the force but to the mother force is understood and this subtle distinction is important not only to the world mother as the divine mother but this human form this is also important shobinda has clarified all this and this is the reason for it this form she has taken to manifest the supramental creation otherwise she is working everywhere she is not limited she is every universal mother of all but the form she has taken for the supramental manifestation new creation is this and it is through this that we approach her we should not start creating a division of oh, divine mother means everywhere everything is divine mother it's true but for the purposes of supramental manifestation new creation it is through this form there is a reason why the divine takes a form and assumes a name that we approach her open to her very simply by saying ma 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 amma 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 namaste